The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone, and first and foremost, thank you for being an intentional spirit. Love your energy, love hearing from you. What is it like to find a need and fill it? What is it that makes some people willing to actually step out and take a stand for something they believe very strongly in, while others seem to wait for everything and everyone to take care of issues and challenges and those kind of things? Well, today we're going to hear first and up close and personal from Mircha Divishan. He is an amazing individual. You'll hear it from his voice and from his energy. And he was moved as an intentional spirit. Mircha, welcome to our show today. Well, thank you so much, Temple, for having me. This is a great honor and a great opportunity. And I can't thank you enough for, for sharing your time with us today. Well, uh, tell us about your story. How did you, first of all, become a person that you are concerned with um, uh, people with disabilities? What what brought you to a place of, you know, instead of turning the cheek, in other words, what helped you put your whole self in and want to be involved? Well, uh you're really taking me back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We've got plenty you know, of time. <laughs> you know, a few years, right, just a few years back. So um, I, I grew up in, in Romania before moving to the United States. And, um, you know, we, we uh, growing up in Romania, I, I had some neighbors and some uh, other uh, friends and children that had special needs and disabilities. And back, you know, many years ago, uh, the opportunities and, you know, how schools and everybody, uh, they were, you know, children that had special needs and disabilities, they were kind of like uh, schooled uh, separately from everybody else. So you just see them in your neighborhoods once in a while. But that was about it. But when I was uh, uh, about 18 uh, or 19 years old, I uh, I signed up for a foreign exchange program and I 
come, I, I ended up coming to the United States, and uh, the way the program worked is you fill out your applications, you pass your interviews and all of that, and then they send them to uh, a place, uh, you know, uh, I think the headquarter was in New York, and then they sent them different locations, and uh, I got uh, uh, picked to, to work uh, as a foreign exchange uh, student for the summer um, at uh, a camp in Utah. The the canyon that Camp Costopolis is located in is called Immigration Canyon. And when I got my application, I was like, first off, Utah, never really heard of it, uh, Immigration Canyon. Um, sounds interesting. So I signed up for it, and I, I came up here, and I, I think I had one of the most amazing experiences of uh, my life up to that point. And I, I got to, uh, first off, to, to live in a beautiful canyon, you know, with, with beautiful views and facilities and very pristine and um, and then surrounded by uh, a lot of people with uh, special needs and disabilities. And that was probably the very first time of my life when I had that opportunity. I was uh, going to school and being educated to become a banker, uh, and I always uh, wanted to, jokingly in high school, I said, I'm going to I'm going to end up being the, the finance minister of Romania. That was my dream. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, boy, I'm pretty far off from that. So um, here, I, here I came in, in Utah. I was about 18 or 19 years old, and I, I kind of fell in love with what uh, this place was doing and with the sincerity and honesty and the energy of the, the people that they were being served here at uh, Camp Costopolis. And uh, I, I just got so passionate, I had to come back the next summer and the summer after that. And then uh, after I graduated, um, you know, from university, um, I, uh, you know, ended up working in a bank for about a year. Uh, and uh, just something wasn't quite uh, quite fitting. Something wasn't quite, you know, clicking. So. The camp, you know, the environment that I was here for, for all those summers just stuck with me in my heart and kept coming back to me. So I, uh, I decided to, uh, to uh, come back to uh, Utah, to uh, Camp Costopolis. Uh, and uh, the day I came back to, to Utah was actually uh, the Saturday before 9-11 on 2001. That's when I moved here permanently and then... Uh, um, you know, uh, I stayed with the camp, and uh, basically all the way uh, until now, I've I've done uh, every single possible job that you can do at our foundation, from support staff and back in the days mowing the lawns and being a counselor and working the programs and helping in the office and doing fundraising, up to the point where uh, now I'm the CEO, the president of the foundation, and I'll tell you. At times, although it is probably uh, one of the hardest jobs out there, it is absolutely by far the most rewarding experience that uh, I have been blessed to, to be part of. So that's kind of how I uh, got in, involved, and that's kind of how uh, my life has been. Um, and uh, Camp Costopolis uh, gave me an opportunity to uh, to not just work like you started your, your speech, you know, your interview today, sit by the lake and wait for things to happen. I, I was able to be part of something bigger than myself, uh, something that uh, um, brings so much uh, 
comfort and hope and happiness and uh, and allows people to dream uh you know every day and uh, it's just been a blessing of my life so far so i really really appreciate this opportunity to grow uh in a job in an environment where you challenge yourself every day and try to uh, bring uh, a lot of good in in people's lives and support Absolutely. And, and what I like about uh, the level of leadership that you're talking about, you know, we like to say often, um, before spirituality, chop wood, haul water, and after spirituality, chop wood, haul water. And I love that the fact of core leadership values that you at any given time since the 90s, the late 90s, have done so many various positions there within your community. So you get it, you know it, you've, you've worn it. And, and so there's a whole different kind of resonation with your core team leaders. You, you have a lot of people uh, that are dedicated to the, to the work that you're doing to support uh, the disabled. Uh, tell us an overview of the Kostopoulos Dream Foundation, uh, what uh, what is the broader uh, picture of that, and and how far do you reach people? That is that that's just a very very good question, and I am so happy to be able to share that story. So, Cam Kostopoulos uh, um, started in the. The idea, you know, the, the dream started in the 50s with a Greek immigrant. That's why we have the name Kostopoulos. Um, and uh, he was a philanthropist and uh, a developer here in, in Utah. And uh, he used to own uh, a prominent theater in the 50s, a Broadway uh, theater. And um, although he never had any children of his own, he had many children in his life. And... Um, he uh, allowed children in wheelchair and special needs to, uh, uh, you know, just get into his theater and give them free passes and concessions. And he made friends with them and uh, learned pretty quickly that back in the 50s, there were really not that many opportunities for people with uh, limited abilities to enjoy the same things that all of us do. And uh, he got a bunch of leaders together at the time, and they decided that they're going to find a place and and start a camp for people with special needs and disabilities and, uh, you know, uh, make it possible for them to enjoy the same things that we do and help them grow and develop into uh, active uh, contributors and supporters of our community. So the idea and the dream started in the 50s, um, and uh, the land got dedicated later on, and the first hurdle uh, came in 1965 when uh, Dan Kostopoulos, that was his name, he uh, passed away. And uh, his, his work was continued by the group of people that, um, you know, he, uh, he started with. But his wife, Helene Kostopoulos, she's the one that was the engine behind, you know, pushing the, the dream to, to uh, bring it to reality. And uh, in 1967, our records show when they named it after him, Camp Kostopoulos, and that's why we're going by that date, and we're very close to our 50th anniversary. Um, so ever since then, you know, Camp K has been growing and growing and facilities and programs and outreach. And uh, at this time, um, you know, with our core mission, 
the mission, I mean, the facilities in the camp has changed throughout time. The mission has always stayed the same, and the mission is to improve the quality of life for people with disabilities through education, recreation, and growth opportunities. And at this time, uh, we have year-round programs and uh, about three major programs that we uh, circle around. And one of them is our summer camp, which is um, dedicated through uh, uh, the months of the summer from May through August. And uh, those uh, can be three different types of uh, services. We have a residential camp where uh, the campers come and stay at the camp from Monday morning until uh, Friday afternoon, so they're with us 24-7 for a whole week. gives them an opportunity to um, be away uh, from their uh, families, and uh, this is really, for, the, those ones, for those ones that come to Camp K first time, this is really their first chance of being independent and on their own, away mm-hmm. from uh, families, and they get to ask the questions of, how do I do this, how do I do that? and become independent. So uh, we serve uh, um, about uh, 50 to uh, to uh, 60 on residential camp uh, on a daily basis. And then we have trip camps. And uh, those trip camps are for uh, campers that decide that they want to go places. So they can go to national parks around uh, our state or surrounding neighborhoods in Wyoming and Jackson Hall and um, Yellowstone, and they spend a week in different uh, campgrounds and learn how to uh, uh, be independent on a trip camp. And then we have another component of our summer camp, which is the day camp, and that is for working parents that you know would like to bring their kids during the day and have them here with us. So uh, this summer alone, we served about uh, just over a thousand campers, which is uh, a record for us. We usually serve about uh, in the vicinity of five to six hundred. So we almost doubled that number. And even with this number, we still have a waiting list that we're trying to erase, so we can allow everybody come to Camp K uh, if they uh, would like to take advantage of it. And uh, some of the other programs. After we close the summer camp, we go into community base. That's what we basically call those programs. And we have about six activities every week starting in September all the way through the end of April. And uh, those are geared and focused on building social skills and communication and appropriate boundaries. And uh, a lot of those activities uh, can be here at the camp where we can do uh, coaching skills uh, and teaching skills such as uh, cooking classes or um, financial literacy or uh, uh, we can teach them, uh, you know, uh, drama classes or music or performance. We're trying to to encourage self-expression and, uh, uh, you know, help them find skills that they didn't uh, know they have. And then uh, the third component of our program is our equestrian uh, therapeutic program. And that goes year-round, you know, in our indoor equestrian center. We have a beautiful center here built in Immigration Canyon. um, Sits on top of the mountain with gorgeous views. So those are our three main programs. When it comes to the population that we serve, we serve over 2,500 individuals and campers every year, participants. And uh, I think the, the youngest we have uh, participating is uh, 
it's ages age four when they can come and do uh, equestrian therapy in our uh, programs. And then I think the oldest we ever had was uh, a 99-year-old veteran. <laughs> we, we had some veterans here at the camp, and uh, we did the ABC uh, news that were up here, and they did a story, and we had uh, uh, one of the veterans. He was 95-year-old. So we really have whole ages from ages 4 all the way to, uh, you know, basically 95, 99 and then when it comes to their abilities or uh, their uh, special needs, we really cover everything from the cognitive spectrum to the physical spectrum. We have, uh, you know, autism and uh, Down syndrome and some other disabilities that are not quite well known as those I mentioned could be uh, Prader-Willi or neurofibromatosis. We also provide services for organ transplant children for muscular dystrophy, uh, you know, uh, brain injury, cerebral palsy, spina bifida. So basically all spectrum and, and all abilities and disabilities uh, and all ages. So Camp Costopolis, a year-round facility, and has uh, a lot of opportunities. Now, when it comes to the socioeconomic environment of where uh, backgrounds where the campers are coming from, we also cover all the spectrum. UNICEF just released some research recently, and uh, we have over 1 billion uh, people in the world that live with a form of a disability. So they're the largest minority in the world. And um, in the United States, I think it's about 12% of our population here. And uh, they come from all different backgrounds. Disability is number one cause for poverty, so a lot of the families that we serve come from, you know, uh, uh, low-income uh, families, and we help out being that we are a charity and we provide a lot of uh, scholarships and we really want to make our services available for everyone. And then when it comes to geographical area, um, we serve a lot of the children obviously come from Utah and the surrounding states, but we have a very big outreach it goes out to um, uh, all over the country we have children from pretty much everywhere in the country and then uh, some of the campers are coming from Cam Canada and we had this year uh, a couple of uh, campers coming from uh, UK in the you know uh, in London and we had previously from Japan and Germany so uh, we're, we're Outreaching, uh, reaching out in all parts of the world and all ages and all abilities. And that's what's so cool about CAMK. It's just a great opportunity. And when it comes to the staff that, you know, the amazing staff that we have working here for us, uh, during the summer months when we hire, you know, uh, access staff so we can, uh, you know, uh, work with the number of campers that we have here, over 100 every day, a lot of the campers and our staff actually come from uh, all over the United States, and this year we had a couple from Europe. So it's a very diverse environment uh, when it comes to campers and staff. It really makes for an incredible learning experience for everybody that gets involved with us, whether it's staff or volunteers or participants. 
and it's absolutely a, it's just fascinating i want to encourage uh, all of you to go to campk.org you'll just be blown away by the gallery and the photos as just such a beautiful camp you can see why anyone would want to go there um we'll be right back after this short break thank you for being with us today As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. At Metaphysical Romp 2... We demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on a Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone. We are addressing um, a difference maker today. We are talking to Mircha Diva, Divastan. Exactly. We got <laughs> who is the CEO and, and leader of Kostopoulos Camp at CampK.org. And here they are impacting uh, hundreds and hundreds of kids and adults every year with disabilities. So a person that decided to make a difference. And in the beautiful um, setting of Utah, it, it's just gorgeous there. I was looking at some of the photos, and 
what a fascinating place um, that you have this camp. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous up here, and we really appreciate, again, the opportunity of being with you today and sharing some of the stories that we have built here over the years. Obviously, I, I've shared uh, a long time with the camp, and like you mentioned, I, I literally started, I think I've been able to do every single job up here until becoming president CEO, and it's very rewarding. It's a, you know, it shows that... Uh, teaches you the skills in order to, to deliver an amazing program uh, that we do up here. And as uh, as we were discussing, you know, people with disabilities and uh, special needs are by nature at risk. And mm-hmm. while there are many, many programs available to those, uh, with, to these people, um, and we have the public school system, but once they age out of the public schools, they're still disabled. And uh, now they face the very real probability of living without external support systems. And many of them are uh, relegated to a life of loneliness and isolation. And our programs offer a safe place to gather, to learn more life skills for independence and to make friends and to build relationships and to ultimately integrate more fully into their community. And that's the beauty of of Camp Kostopoulos is, is we have a, can-do attitude here at the camp because there's a stigma out in the community where if you have a disability, automatically you're limited and you can't do a lot of things. And here at the camp for almost 50 years, we've been working tremendously to, to try to change that and to show people that it doesn't matter of your abilities, you have a can-do attitude and you can do a lot of things. And uh, just like, you know, uh, uh, a dream starts with a hope, you know, um, then later on, uh, the dream that Dan Kostopoulos had, uh, you know, was turned into goals, and our team and the supporters over the over time have worked diligently to to turn those goals into reality, and that's what I'm here to do with our team and 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 turn those dreams and hopes into reality. And if you would allow me a few a few stories and and share with you some exciting. Uh, you know, uh, stories of some of our campers attending here. I would love that. Um, oh yes, please. That's um, we'd love to hear. One one story that comes very dear to me. I wrote about uh, him in my last uh, newsletter. Is Julian? Uh, Julian. He he comes from from Canada. He's from Toronto. And uh, he's uh, been coming to Camp K for about uh, 10 years now, on and off. And uh, he has neurofibromatosis. It's a, it's a rare disability. affects 1 in 3,000. Uh, and uh, it causes tumors to grow at the end of nerve cells. So uh, a lot of the children that are born with NF, uh, they, uh, you know, as, as life progresses on, progresses on them, um, they can uh, grow, their bodies grow different tumors, different parts of the bodies and affect them uh, in different ways. Uh, Julian, when I first met him, when he first came to Salt Lake City International, I picked him up and looked at him. I couldn't tell that he has any kind of a disability. He was just a young boy here, you know. Uh, he came to camp to have fun and enjoy all that the camp has to offer, uh, you know, from riding horses and you know, going canoeing and 
going up on the ropes course or fishing or everything else that we have up here. And uh, he had such a, a wonderful time with us. Over time, as you would come every summer from Canada camp in, in Utah here uh, at Camp K, he would start, you know, wearing a leg brace. And then uh, eventually, uh, two summers ago, when he came to camp, he came in a wheelchair. His tumor has grown so much into his uh, foot that now he, you know, had a very hard time walking. And he was just about 16 or 17 years old, uh, very young. And mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden, faced with that uh, reality that, you know, my leg is, is causing me pain. Well, um, that same summer, two summers ago, his family flew in with him, and they took a week off, and they rented a car, and they they drove through Utah and went and visited national parks. And then when the week was over, they came to uh, pick him up, and they came to my office, and his mom uh, came to my office and started, you know, to thank me for everything that, you know, we've done for him. And it's like, sure, you know, I mean, Julian is like family for him. I've known him, you know, ever since he was a little kid, so you know, uh, was all excited. And then uh, she started crying. And I didn't know what's, you know, why is she crying or what's happening. And I asked her, you know, uh, it's all good, you know, we we love Julian, we want him to come back. And she said, well, Julian loves you guys and loves Cam K. But right right now, after we go back to Canada, he's going to have another surgery. Uh, And uh, this time, his surgery is going to be a little different than the other ones. This time they'll have to amputate his leg, and uh, mm. you know that's a very real. That's a that's a, that's the reality of it. So all of a sudden you're 17 and you're going to have to lose a leg, but life goes on. So uh, last summer we were really hopeful that he's going to come back to camp after this uh, surgery, and he has not because he was recovering. But I am so happy to to share with you that this summer he came back to Camp K, had a prosthetic uh, leg, and literally a positive resilience and an an amazing soul, amazing spirit, and he got to do everything he's done before. Actually, we got some video on our website and on our YouTube channel with him, you know, going up on the ropes course and, uh, you know, uh, riding the horse and doing all those things. And when I sat down and talked to him, I said, Julian, how many surgeries did you have? And he's like, well, I don't know, Mircha, you lose, you know, does it really matter? You lose count of them, right? So uh, he's, you know, when you talk about heroes in your life, uh, Julian is certainly a hero for me. Uh, The resilience that he has and the ambition and the, the, you know, the goal to make this life a great life is just amazing. So so that's just one story that I got to share with you uh, and how Camp K affects uh, some of them. We have another camper. Her name is Nicole, and she comes from uh, UK, from Great Britain, and she's been coming for a while, and apparently, um, you know, uh, she wasn't really social, and she was very shy and, you know, didn't have a very high self, uh, self-esteem. But coming to Camp K and, uh, you know, flying on her own all the way from Europe to here and picking her up and, you know, spending time at Camp K and finding other people that have similar disabilities with her uh, and making friends has been just a tremendous opportunity for her. And now she's a different person. 
And uh, her mom, because she's seen how deep of an impact KMK has on her, she's really determined to try to open a KMK, you know, type camp in, in UK to help other children and uh, send them here so they can take, uh, you know, enjoy the same benefits that uh, Nicole has. Um, you know, uh, another similar story I will jump into, Ryder. Ryder is a four, I think now he's about four and a half years old, and he has autism. Uh, most recently, he started uh, horse therapy, equestrian therapy with us uh, here at the camp around age four, and now he's about four and a half. At age four, the doctors, you know, I mean, he was uh, basically uh, uh, um, diagnosed as nonverbal. But after coming to Camp K and starting doing horse therapy and equestrian therapy, uh, you know, he started making sounds and, uh, uh, you know, starting to break words. And at this time, he's literally speaking and talking, and uh, the family is just so amazed and so thankful for everything we've done for him. But, you know, they don't understand that we're the ones that, you know, we're so amazed and thankful that we have that opportunity to provide those services and, and hear those amazing stories. So we have a lot of stories from the equestrian program whether it's somebody that is nonverbal and they come in and start speaking and saying words, or uh, we also have a lot of groups that come up here that have addiction abuse, for example, and they come up and they work with horses in therapy because it's all about trust. You know, you have to trust yourself and then you have to trust others in order to, to you know, be able to function uh, normal in a society. And uh, building trust with a large animal as horses, it's, it's it's a daunting task, you know. You got to trust yourself first, and then the animal feels everything that you feel. And when you calm down around him, and you're at peace with yourself, then the animal will be at peace with you. So uh, it's just an amazing bond. So we have uh, all sorts of different populations that have been working with our horses or therapeutic horses, and uh, there's a lot of powerful uh, stories that come out of that. Um, I'll share with you another story in regards to uh, uh, Jason. Jason is into his 20s, and uh, before learning and coming to Camp K, um, he didn't have any friends uh, his age. And uh, he started coming to the camp and started, you know, learning to be social and, you know, how to uh, learn more, a lot about appropriate boundaries how to interact and, and how to uh, uh, make friends. And now he's got all sorts of friends his age, and he's very outgoing and social. And so Cam K has helped him a lot in, in building social skills and making friends. Um, another story I would mention, um, and this is just to show you the impact between uh, staff and campers. A lot of our uh, – I'm going to – share the story of Ben. Uh, ben has got uh, spina bifida, so he's uh, paralyzed from the waist down, and we have a very high uh, ropes course here at the camp. We have a 40-foot high and a 60-foot high ropes course built here in the beautiful canyon with gorgeous views. But um, he's been coming to Camp K for several years now, and ever since the beginning, because all the campers that come to Camp K, you know, they say uh, we, we have goals and objectives for him and we have an evaluation. So his goal was to climb the ropes course. 
Now imagine, you know, somebody that is in a wheelchair, paralyzed from the waist down, climbing the ropes course. And uh, Ben, uh, over the years, you know, kept uh, building himself up to doing it. And then two, uh, uh, last summer, I think, was the first time when uh, he was able to climb all the way up to the first platform. And mm. uh, that same day, uh, we had uh, the, the leading uh, instructor on the platform I worked with him was Sydney, and she was a coordinator here at the camp uh, from Indiana. And uh, she told us that this is just to show you the fact and uh, you know that Camp K has also on the staff. So when Ben made it up to the platform, which is, was a tremendous success for him, and he was so happy to do <laughs> it uh, and excited, uh, Sydney wrote me an email and she said, uh, I came to Camp K to see if I'm going to, to uh, therapeutic recreation. This is what I'm studying. This is what I'm, you know, uh, uh, learning, and I, I'm, I just wasn't sure when I signed up to Camp K whether this is what I want to do for the rest of my life or not. And then after this experience with Ben, she wrote me an email and she said, this is absolutely what I want to do for the rest of my life because I can see the impact that it has on the people and uh, gives them th- this confidence and self-esteem that you feel like you're on top of the world, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. So, so Ben has done it, and then once he was up on the platform, he said, well, now, now that I'm here, I want to do the whole triangle, which is a Burma bridge and some other uh, zip lines and elements. And uh, somehow our staff with him were able to do it, and that was the most uh, uh, you know, uh, beautiful day of his life. And he came back this summer, and he did it again, and he was just so proud of him. Uh, now, I also would like to mention that every year, you know, some of the campers that come to Camp K, eventually they grow into become an alumni, and they work for us or they volunteer for us. And we have a lot of those stories. And uh, some of them, uh, like last summer, we, we hired uh, a staff member by the name of, uh, well, at Camp K, we have uh, camp names. So he was going by the name of Hammer, the Hammer. So... Uh, you know, later in the summer, after we were almost close to the end of it, he uh, he went in front of the staff at a staff meeting, and he said, well, you know, you probably saw me here and there, you know, uh, during the summer talking to myself, and, you know, you were wondering what's going on. I'll tell you, I have autism, and uh, although uh, this summer has been, you know, uh, uh, the most challenging job I ever had so far, it's been by far the most rewarding, and, and I am so pleased and happy that I had this opportunity because uh, what this does to us, all of us, is just prepares us to be better people, better husbands and wives, and just uh, uh, empowers us with the skills we need to, to have more successful lives and uh, enrich lives. Another uh, example would be Antonino, he, he's a staff member that worked for us this summer. He's come uh, from uh, New York, and although he's worked at some other camps before, one of them in, in uh, Florida and another one in New York, he said that our facilities are the, the, the most amazing facility he's seen, um, and he has several palsy, and he was one of our staff, and he was so excited to share his experiences and and help our uh, campers, you know, 
realize their potential and then tell them that if I can, then you can. And that's really what we're trying to, to accomplish, you know, with what we're trying to do is just give uh, the people the trust and uh, uh, the, the power and the, the belief that if you put your mind to it, then you can do it. And uh, I will uh, mention, you know, I, I, I read something, uh, been following you on, on Twitter, and I read something really cool on your post the other day. You said, uh, life without uh, God is like an unsharpened pencil. <laughs> it has no yes, point. <laughs> that's right. It has, it it has, has no, no point. It has no so, point. And what I'm, what I'm loving about the energy of Kostopoulos, the camp, the whole concept throughout the course of the year is you are creating such a space of okayness, of creativity and vulnerability. And also it, it, it seems like through the years there's a consciousness, if you will, or holding a container for people to get better. Not only are you respecting where people are, but you're holding the space that they will get better. And that's that's what's exciting is that um, because I think when we hold that for people and individuals, even though there may be limitations, a lot of them do tend to to grow to a, a greater place or to prove to themselves. I was just telling someone um, the other day, Mircha, that uh, we had, because this woman was talking about how she's been in chronic pain most of her, for like the last uh, eight or 18 or 19 years. And I was telling her of a story of we had a incredible known healer here um, in St. Petersburg. And that um, because I was connected to him, we were able to pull, if you will, a special favor for him to work on this young girl who had autism. Um, and I, I say that just because he already had a number of people that, you know, he had committed to helping while he was here. And so I asked him, you know, could we please work in the time for this young teenager? And so when she gets up before him, and he said, oh, yeah, we're going to work with you and, and we're going to really help you and, you know, towards your various types of healings. And I still remember the pause of that moment. And then she said, I don't want you to take away my autism. That just blew me away. I don't want you to take away my autism. I'm okay for you to do some other things, but it was just interesting because, you know, often when people see someone that's different, we have this human tendency to think, oh, maybe, wow, to wear a different suit like that, that must be a real, you know, hardship. And here she is saying, I don't want you to take that away. It, it was just, it was absolutely fascinating. I'm talking with our wonderful CEO of Kostopoulos Camp. You can go to campk.org. There's many ways that you could get involved, know more, be involved, make a donation that will help make a difference in someone's life. If you're the kind of person that you say, well, I have treasures. I have money to give, but I don't have time. This would be a tremendous organization for you to look at 
as they are doing great work. For those of you that love these type of conversations about spiritual activism, about people that genuinely care about making the planet a better place just because they were here, please feel free to join us at unitycampus.org or follow me on templehaze.com. It's a pleasure to have you with us, and we'll be right back after this short break. It's Kitchen Table Karma. Make kind food choices. Watch more good come into your own experience. Feed your body with bright, fresh, colorful foods from nature and develop the glow of radiant health. Learn how to easily reap these benefits in your life with Victoria Moran's latest book, The Good Karma Diet. Eat gently, feel amazing, age in slow motion. Including stories from real people whose dietary change graced their lives in remarkable ways. Plus, 40 delectable superfood recipes from culinary alchemist Doris Finn. Available wherever books are sold as a print edition, an ebook, or a deluxe Kindle or Nook book with 30 minutes of audio visual extras. The Good Karma Diet. Share the love and love your life. There's an Irish proverb that says, your feet will bring you to where your heart is. I'm Ted Collins, Dean of Unity Institute and Seminary, and I hope you'll join Unity Friends next spring as our hearts lead us to Ireland itself. We'll see the sights, enjoy the people, and learn about the many spiritual connections between Celtic and Unity traditions. I invite you to join me and other Unity Friends on this wonderful journey to Ireland March 31st through April 9th. Go online today and take advantage of our early booking bonus by visiting unityinstitute.org slash travel. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And thank you, everyone, and we're all celebrating all the work that this wonderful Kostopoulos camp is doing in Utah. Uh, not only are they doing that work to help people with various disabilities, but there's something within each of us that is called to be a greater light, to be a lighthouse, for uh, making a difference in some way. You know, if we all just do a, a, a one thing, and rather than feeling overwhelmed by so many things, um, little by little, we're part of this incredible uh, awakening world. Well, um, Amircha, you know, one of our fans, uh, one of our, well, we're a fan of him, is Scott Helmer. Talk about somebody going across the country, uh, promoting goodwill and giving of his time and talent. Uh, is he involved with you now as far as doing some kind of program? So, so uh, um, about, uh, well, last year, so Scott, Scott has been doing this for about 40 years now, but last year he ended up, uh, landed in, at Camp K to do a concert for us. And, and uh, you know, he's seen something here that uh, clicked with his heart. And he came back this summer and we did two more concerts. And then in May, after at the end of May, after those concerts, we sat down and we talked, and he's like, Mircha, 
I would like to break a world record, and I would like to do it all for uh, Camp K and to uh, help uh, your cause. And I said, Scott, this is just absolutely amazing. We can't thank you enough. And then we went to work. So he's going to break a world record, uh, and we're going to do it all to raise awareness for people with disabilities and special needs all over the world uh, and uh, tell the world that, you know, we're all different, and that's just it. We're awesome in our own way, and everybody with a little bit of help can achieve amazing things. So on December 1st, Scott is going to try to break the world record for uh, most concerts in 24 hours. So this is a really, really, really cool opportunity. We're going to launch in San Diego, and we're going to launch our kickoff uh, concert will be on USS Midway, the aircraft carrier in San Diego. So we're going to have a smashing concert there on Monday, November 30th. I think we're going to launch right around 8 or 9 p.m. in California. And then we're going to end uh, in Utah the next day on December 1st in Salt Lake City on uh, about uh, 9 or 10 uh, p.m. in the evening. So we're going to attempt to to do 12 concerts in the 24-hour period, about three or four of them in California, a couple in Nevada and one in, in, in Vegas, and then about seven of them will be in Utah. And uh, we're going to go through St. George and Cedar City and coming up to Provo. We're looking at Towilla, uh, Ogden area. In Ogden, we have a military base, an Air Force base here, a Hill Air Force base. And a lot of military families of people with special needs have been coming to Camp K for a while. So they they love our camp, and they're going to get involved with us up there. And then we're going to end in Utah and Salt Lake City here on the stage and the governor is going to get involved with us, is going to be on the stage, and uh, we got tremendous people in the state that are all rallying around it. So it's going to be a really, really cool opportunity, and we're very thankful to Scott. We also have ABC4 here in Utah that uh, they love what we're doing here, and Don Hudson, uh, the news anchor for ABC4, uh, he's going to cover the whole story you know, from start to finish. He's going to be with us on the tour bus, and we're going to cover this whole concert endeavor. We're probably going to be live uh, on uh, YouTube, or we don't know, on ABC4 maybe on their website. We're going to go live back and forth from every venue, and we're going to make it make the best out of this. And the, the, the idea is to find sponsors and literally donate most tickets, uh, give them away for free to at every venue to families, and friends of people with special needs and disabilities. So that's the that's the goal. And then uh, you know invite you know uh, the mayor the mayors of those cities to come and and uh, be with us in support of people with disabilities. And uh, we're going to do it on December first, which is which is also Giving Tuesday. So we're hoping that people will uh, uh, be generous and, and help the cause and the tour. And whatever money we raise, all of it will go into uh, enlarging our facilities and and adding to some of the facilities and upgrading some so we can uh, provide amazing services and get rid of the the waiting list that we have and erase it 
and allow everybody that would love to come and take advantage of, of Camp K to do so and help them uh, in their endeavors in life and help them to grow as a person. Our philosophy here is the camp is that through positive enforcement, through positive support, you know, you usually see positive outcomes. And we, we believe in, in giving a safe environment, providing a safe environment, enriching environment to everybody that comes here so they can uh, grow and uh, experience uh, life at its best. And that's due to our staff. We have amazing, amazing staff coming from all over the country that work for us. And um, over the years, 50 years now, you know, uh, about 50 to 75 employees, you know, every season, uh, I think uh, there's a lot of alumni out there that will uh, cherish and remember their experience their summer at Camp K. So I think we have quite a big footprint out there, and we're really excited, and we want to also, you know, inspire other people in different communities to start programs like Camp K and give them the tools and help them achieve those things and, and create opportunities for people with special needs and disabilities in their, their own communities. Absolutely. Well, we are going to hold that with you on on behalf of those of us that are change agents and believe in in what is possible. Uh, There is no doubt that you are uh, changing uh, the awareness of people and and showing a way to make a difference in the most uh, life-altering ways. It's truly been my pleasure to have you on the show today, uh, Mircha. I want to invite everyone to go to campk.org, campk.org. And thank you, all of you, for sharing our messages and supporting our radio show and letting people know about it on social media. Really a, greatly appreciate all of you out there that one moment, one day, with a smile, with kindness, with just simply the way that you are modeling uh, what you say you believe. Thank you for making a difference. And thank you, Mircha, for being on our show. God bless you on this incredible journey we call life and continue to do the great things that you're doing. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so, so, so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. And we look forward to reconnecting at some point. And yes, we will. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Ever 
notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share to be fruitful and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it. And according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Ever notice that there might be something not right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as a knocking, an inner stirring, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we're living on borrowed time, 
that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with ordained Unity Minister Rev. Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm. 